uh, yeah. Yes! <laughs> Let's... Sorry, I got a lot of accessories. <laughs> no, I see that. I see that. But, but save, it, save it for the official interview. So I'm going to do a you know, three, two, one, and then we'll go for real. Oh, I thought you were recording. I, I am recording now, and maybe oh, I, can, okay. I, can, I can chop it in. Oh, but, go, go. Uh... Welcome to Making Magic with Sean Jay. I'm your host, Sean Jay, and this is my first episode, episode number one. This is all about inspiring interviews with the movers, the shakers, the innovators, and the makers, pulling back the curtain to reveal the wizards behind the scenes that make the magic for you. And when I was putting together this whole show, I thought, what would be the perfect ideal guest to kick off the show. And one man came to mind. The man I'm about to introduce to you, he's uh, Mario the Maker Magician. He's a family performer with a one-man show full of original magic, homemade robotics, and punk rock slapstick. Mario has appeared on Sesame Street, NBC's Universal Kids, and live on tour with the magician David Blaine who calls him the best kids magician in the world. I don't think you can get a better quote than that. Uh, Mario is also the author of the Maker Magician's Handbook, a, beginner guide, a beginner's guide to ma magic and making, and the creator of Beginner Robotic Magic Kits. And his Penguin Live lecture won the 2020 Lecturer of the Year. That's also pretty incredible. This guy is... Uh, Nothing short of amazing, and I'd like to introduce to you now the one and only Mario, the maker, magician. Here he is. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on, Sean. This is well, awesome, dude. Well, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. I thought... And I'm the uh, first guest. I am the first guest. All right. If I'm the first guest of the show, sorry, I got to get the big horn. Okay. <laughs> okay, good. Got it out of the way. Thank you so much. <laughs> get it out of your system. Funny. This is good. This is so cool. So Mario, this, um, this, uh, your story is very interesting. Um, and I, I, when I created the show, I wanted to kick off the show with a very unique story because everybody wants to know everybody's story. That's the, what, what makes you, you. So I thought, um, since we're talking about creative ideas and making, uh, can you tell us, share with us your story of your, the very first thing you made and it, or invented and it can be good mm. or bad and funny stories are always welcome so think about that for a moment and just now yeah. what was the first thing yeah that's a great question i mean i think i think it goes back to like early childhood four or five years old um my mom my mom is awesome she we used to do this thing where after she was she would wash the dishes. She's, you know, very Italian American. I'm first generation American, you know, so I grew up in a very Italian home. And, she, you know, she cooks all this food and then she washes all the dishes. It's like this huge production, you know? <laughs> right. And then everything is like cleaned up. And I, and then she used to just take me and, and we sit at the kitchen table and she would put an object at the center of the table and we would both try to draw it as best as we possibly could. Hmm. And it was so much fun. And, uh, and it, it was just like a sacred time, but it was an introduction to me of like art, you know, and, and of making and of using your imagination, you know, 
um, uh, and expressing yourself, you know? And so from that little thing, I always think about that. It, it's almost like she like kind of planted this little begin new beginning for me. The and creativity I fell in love scene. With art. What's that? The, the seed of creativity. Yeah, totally. And I, and you know, I don't know what she was singing at the time, but but for me, you know, this was a special thing. I, I remember getting a little drawing book and like you know trying to draw uh, cartoon characters and stuff. But uh, it, it did start the road, and mm -hmm. I always loved making. So like later on in life. Um, I had an amazing teacher. Her name was Miss Ranello, and uh, it was senior year in high school. And she talked about art and how it is possible to make a living doing art, which sounded so insane to me, you know, because like yeah. you know, I grew up, you know, in a home where like you know, it's just like work is hard, you know, and making money's hard and all this stuff. And the idea of art as a living just sounds so foreign, but it was, it really hit me hard, you know, and I learned about Andy Warhol, you know, and um, uh, I learned about Alexander Calder, you know, I, I learned about all these um, artists that left an impression on humanity and uh, Basquiat, you know, Jean-Michel Basquiat, like all wow. these amazing people that all have a different, like you said, story. And, and, yeah. uh, and that kind of really set the stage for me to really pursue you know, uh, what my story is creatively, you know, mm. and, and from there, you know, man, it's like I'm always making, you know. It seems to be that way. And, and uh, do you happen to actually, yeah, how old were you when you were introduced to those artists? Do you remember? 16. And, you know, okay. and what's crazy is my first job was at a flower shop and uh, and I started with like, you know, like clipping flowers, cleaning flowers. But yeah. then um, the owners of the shop, small family business, was teaching me how to arrange a dozen roses and how there's a certain way to arrange them in a vase, you know, like, Technique, like yeah. the, how to utilize the space correctly with the height of each rose and, and what is the filler that goes in between and what are the colors that are pleasing to the eye. Sounds silly, but like no. these are like foundational principles of yeah. like, uh, you know, just like with a song I was talking earlier to someone else, like there's certain melodies that are timeless, you know, because for some reason there's something that attracts us to it. It hits a chord and it's the same with art too. You know, there's certain things you know, like even with floral design, I fell in love with floral design. Like I was 16, 17 working at the flower shop. Then I get introduced to like other mediums of art and, uh, and then it was like punk rock music, you know, like you just start dyeing your hair, you know, doing all kinds of stuff. Right. But yeah, I think it's just, you know, um, it, it's important to stay flexible with your with your creating and, and always trying new things. You know, that's what I'm trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, First thing you uh, idea you created and you're like, I had this idea and then I put it together and made it. Yeah, that's a great. Yeah, that's such. Yeah, that's a very. And it could be question. good or so, bad or, you know, something really basic. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, I, I thought that was interesting about the flowers. Uh, something that yeah. people would normally yeah. overlook ends up helping you later on in your career which is really cool yeah, i love those kind I of mean, things yeah that's no that's true i think yeah i think definitely first like invention wise yeah. you yeah, know yeah. i think uh yeah. getting into floral design in my teen years that was my first creative job getting paid i just loved the idea of like that i'm making something and then i'm getting paid for what i made and yeah. it's something creative where I, I i get like i loved it like you get this cube of like green oasis foam 
And then it's like up to you of what you imagine, what you're sticking in, the designs, the lines of each flower, you know, um, and filler and stuff like that. So that was a very exciting time for me. Um, it's funny you say that now that I'm talking about it. I never really thought of it like that, but it really was this like beginning of, of really trying to invent um, uh, because there's a freedom in floral design. It's not like, you know, it, like, you know, when you cook or something, there's yeah. a freedom there too, but yeah. you, you really have to like, or maybe you know what? I, I, yeah, let me let me take that back. This is interesting. But yeah, I think any any job you have has a creative angle to it, you know. And for me, it was floral design. I think that's what mm. I'm trying to say. That was my first introduction to it. And then from there, just making stuff. I mean, I made a cigar box guitar. I never built anything before. That was powerful for me when I, I plucked the strings. You know, I made mm. puppets out of wood. You know, I carved a whole series of puppets and marionettes i never built them before that was like that's what makes you know for me that was what was exciting like i wanted to cut hair randomly when i was 19 so i cut hmm. people's hair i butchered them i made them <laughs> terrible I, but i learned how to cut hair there's an art form there you know? it sure um, is um, yes yeah yeah so like all that stuff for me it's um i, I it's it's just about chasing your curiosity you know i think yeah so i think what you're what you're saying here there's like a basic core concept that just followed you around in everything that you did and you found like when ev everything that you did whether it was floral design or haircutting you always took that from a creative angle am i correct yes. for saying that definitely yeah. yeah totally well said like and i think that's one of the things that's always stuck with me since i was young i hate the idea of like being labeled as this one thing like well this person's just a teacher you know yeah. or this person just makes pizza like right. it, that stuff bothers me so much and that and for me it's like i if i want to learn something i don't care like I, i'm going to do everything in my power to learn it we live in a time with education that like the traditional paths of education is not the only way to get educated uh, my totally. son is six years old he can solve a rubik's cube in a minute and 23 seconds he's at three weeks that we've been doing it every day you know like th this wow. is these are life skills it's not about like oh it's a rubik's cube well that's not right. education yes it is it's about sticking to something learning multiple algorithms not giving up watching him get frustrated and and looking at him and should i intervene or let him suffer a little no let him get through it and watching him overcome and then when he finally solved it the first day dude he ran around this house screaming yes screaming it was yeah. the best noise you know because i know how much how frustrating that is and that for me is the symbol of why when i'm interested in something i'm gonna create and i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna be vulnerable and i'm gonna fail but for me, it's the journey, man, you know? It's the journey. That's, that's what's exciting to me. Yes, yes, yes. So, so yeah, I, I, I think what you're saying is, just to reflect, it's like, it's like a mindset. Um, because I think if, if you were a different person, or, or let's just say a, you had a different mindset, at f if you took those beginning jobs that you had an interest at face value, and a very shallow uh, look at it, it, people would never, could, they could never make that gap. If you were thinking shallow, you could say, oh, well, I'm arranging flowers. Yeah, it's just another job to make some money and sell some flowers. Or, oh, well, I want to try something different. You know, I'm getting bored with flowers, so I'm just going to cut hair. You know, that's the shallow way of looking at these things. But if you have the mindset, this very, it's a great mindset that you have, every, like everything that you went to, you're like, oh, this is another way to exercise my creativity. I get to mess with yeah. people's hair as my canvas. <laughs> or I get yeah. to, you know, 
adjust the yeah. height and the location and the color of the flowers. That's another creative outlet. And I think a lot of people need to understand that and like let that sink in because like you said, it sounds simple, but it's the mindset of taking a simple thing, a simple task that you do and seeing the creative possibilities within that task or within that job as yeah. mundane or as simple as it may seem. Okay, so we no, got makes sense. Yeah. we got the, so you, you, would, you would count that as your first thing, making the flower arrangements, I guess that would. I think so. Okay. I think that was my, and you know why? It's because I was getting paid too. Gotcha. And there was this pressure and then there was this reward, you know? Gotcha. And, uh, and I, it's funny because on late nights when, when the boss would leave and it would just be some of the floral designers, they would let me grab a bunch of wire and cardboard and I was, and I would twist sculptures, you know? And they, and they loved it. Like I, they, they allowed me to do that. And I, and I, and I look back on, it, I was like, damn man, that was so cool of them, you know, to let me just constantly, you know, to be, to have that flexibility, you know? Got it. Got it. Okay. And was, um, this kind of piggybacks on that question and may, you may have already answered it. Do you remember a clear cut reason why you made it? What was the, what was the driving force behind making it? Was it because they gave you the freedom to do it or was it something else that was driving you to make it? No, it's a great question. You know, I, it's funny you mentioned that because I've been thinking about it as I was talking to you is, is, um, I like the challenge, man, you know, okay. like, and you know, you know, one of my favorite magicians is Aussie wind, you know, and, uh, he's like that. He's got this competitive spirit that like, it's yeah. what creates greatness. It's what creates greatness. It's that, Much. it's that like, I'm sticking to this thing until it's solved kind of thing. And, uh, and I, I met him when I was like 22, 23, no, maybe like 24 at a uh, Phantasma magic at a lecture. Okay. And I, I saw that passion in him early on. Like it was like, you could tell he's going places, you know? Yeah. And, and for me, that's why the Rubik's cube is important for bear, you know, to that kind of thing. And, and I'll tell you why I'm bringing that up is because someone said to me, man, you're carving wood, Mario, man, you know what? My dream is to carve a chess set. And I was like, damn. I was like, I'm going to carve a chest, <laughs> you know, and I had no idea what I was getting into. It took months, you know, yeah. but like it was all because I just wanted to show this guy when I see him, like, look what I made. And he was like, holy, you know, like, wow, like, and just look his look on his face that he saw each piece. But like, that's what it is for me. It is that kind of challenge of like, while everyone's doing their daily lives, I want to be on the offbeat working hard on something. So I have something always to show, you know? And, uh, and, and I think a lot of magicians are like that. You're practicing yeah. on the down low so that when you show up to these, you know, these kind of general meetings or things, right. you have this powerful thing. Come on. You're like that, Sean, too. Yes. You've got these secret weapons that yes. like, you've been working on, yes. you know, and, and that's what makes you get onto Masters of Illusion and have all this great success, you know. Um, uh, so, yes. yeah, it's part of that. Part of it is that. Definitely. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so we're on the same page there, okay. Um, and okay, then you answered my next question, which was gonna be what, what did you learn from making it? And I think we can agree that it was the, um, the importance of taking up, tackling challenges in life. That's kind of the core concept, right? Yeah, and also what's really beautiful about making something is, is that when you learn something new, you gain this confidence, you know? And that's yeah. a big reason why I do this, you know, as yes. the kids that are watching, like everything is super accessible. Like I have a kit with make, it's called the chomper bot kit. 
it's built with the box that it ships in, you know? It's oh, that's super awesome. forgiving, you know? That's like, awesome. you know, you can make mistakes with it. But the beauty is that the microcontroller comes with it, you can add to it, and it and you can do a magic trick with it too, you know? And uh, and for me, it's about, uh, yeah, sparking that kind of imagination. You're learning a foundational principle of magic. You're mm -hmm. learning a foundational principle of technology, mm -hmm. but now you can express creatively and expand if you're inspired by it, you know? And uh, and that, and that's how I view my magic show too. Like I want that to be kind of the goal, you know? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you inspire so many kids and and especially with the way your your stuff is made, it looks to be so accessible and it looks to be you know, forgiving because it's made with, with what appears to be very commonly found items. And it's just yeah. like, you know, kids look at that and they go, oh, wow, I didn't know that I could make this out of just chopping up some piece of cardboard and hot glue. And, and that's wow. exactly it. That realization is what is the yeah. whole reason, you know, um, uh, yeah. because because everything I've learned after high school has been non-traditional, you know? So every, okay. like robotics, I never went to a robotics school or like engineering college. Like it was me cause I just got obsessed with it, you know? Like, yeah. so like that idea is for me is like what I want to kind of like pass the relay to is like, dude, you can do this, you know? Like I'm not smart, I'm just passionate, you know? <laughs> like. Yep, 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 yep. So people, people say that when they ask me, they're like, oh, well, how do you create original material, X, Y, and yeah. you must be smart. And I say, no, I'm not smart. I say the exact same thing that you say. I say, I want to do the thing so bad. I want to, like, make whatever, or I want the final outcome to be whatever so bad that I'm willing to just, you know, go through all the different possibilities until I hit it. And that's... Yeah. You know, yeah, that's it's like I love that like thing you're doing with Rocco with the little bunnies. They're so cool. Thank that you. Stuff is killer. You know these little visual things. Like you know, it's because it shows that you keep relevant. You know, like you're always creating. You know, you're popping with new things. You know, so it's it's uh, it's been it's been a fun challenge during these times. You know. Uh, yeah. Well, that that was that was a COVID project. Basically, it was a thing where I'm, you know, doing all these. Um, well, I see. I've always been a creative person. Uh, even when I, like when I was a kid, before I got even involved in magic, I would do drawing. I would do um, pencil, just pencil and paper drawings, and I wanted to do realistic drawings. Yeah. And so I would, you know, I'd be sitting in class drawing other people, drawing things on the desk, drawing my hand like M.C. Escher. And, and um, then I started, I got into comic books, and then I would draw Spider-Man nice. and Superman. Um, and it, it was just a love for detail. I was always like really yeah. detail-oriented, and that just passed on to the magic and now I'm just like OCD about detail and when it yeah. comes to that that finished effect you start to just really you know the gears turn in your head and you're just like how can I make this and then the, the thing with Rocco was like okay I'm doing this 3D design work how can I do some kind of collaboration help somebody we help each other and let's let's make something positive out of out of a negative and yeah um, it's beautiful I feel that I feel that we did we did that, and uh, I appreciate the the compliment on that project. Yeah, it's so really cool. uh, it's very cool. So um, yeah, so knowing, I mean, clearly you have more. I, I I think you got into doing this type of stuff way earlier than I did, um, and you know, knowing what you know right now, what would you wish you would have told your younger self earlier to prevent the mistakes that you make now? Or, have, or made today wow. or made in the past? It's a heavy question. It's a heavy question. I think, yeah, I think for me, like, you know, 
I I grew up in a home that was very faith based, you know, and my mom was, a, you know, she read me a lot of Bible stories, you know, every really? day, you know, okay. a lot of like, like, and talk about core principles, like we talk about core principles of magic, core principles of technology. There are core principles of truth, you know, of life, you know, mm. in a lot of these like major religions, you know, like we they're major for a reason, you know, because there's these core principles that we all know, you know, mm. like like the golden rule, like something as simple as that, you know, like yeah. like these things exist. These are core principles, you know, and uh, and, you know, for me, I think and the reason why I bring it up is if there's some regret, I think I just wish I trusted more in my story you know, early on, you know, like, like I've trusted always in my gut and I've always, but then there's always like this self doubt, you know, that we all face as artists, as humans, you know, yeah. and yeah. like, but I really, I really believe, I really believe that like, if you wake up in the morning and you wake up thankful and you force yourself, you know, like when we're kids, you're naturally happy. You know, if you're in a right. safe environment, when you're an adult, it's like, you have to point to where happiness is when you wake up and focus on it or else you're going to lose it you know like that's what happens you know mm -hmm. and so like if we wake up and we do that and we start being grateful and we start focusing on these core principles of truth like the golden rule stuff like that you know what happens is i really believe there's like a there's a give and take with the universe you know where like you're, there's a foundation under your feet that's a little bit stronger than it was the day before you know and uh and i think uh i think a lot of great people that are really successful, I think they have a great confidence in themselves, you know? And I think mm -hmm. that's something, the earlier we can teach kids to believe in themselves, man, the greater the next generation of humans are gonna be, you know? And I think that's a big part of why my stuff is made of cardboard and tape and not a gold and silver, you know? Mm. And uh, and so like, that's part of the story for me. It's like, I, I, the, I wish I could have emphasized it more early on. <laughs> mm. So, me, meaning you, you feel like th there are a lot of things early on you took for granted and you weren't grateful for, maybe? Yeah, like okay. my teeth, you know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> like I didn't brush them. I was like, oh, a, no. you know, when you're 19, it's like you're a punk rock rock star, you know? No, of course I brushed them, but I'm saying, you know, you don't, you, you think you're, you're like invincible, you know? Right, 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 right. You're invincible, you know, you can, you know, they're going to fall out if you don't clean them, you know, like these kind of things. No, no, but seriously, in all seriousness, I think it's just about, you know, I think, I, I think a few things, confidence in myself. I think that's the biggest, that's the biggest regret that mm -hmm. I have. I wish earlier on, I had more confidence in myself and I, and, mm. and it's just something that I instill in my kids every night before I turn the light off, you know, and I tell them how amazing they are, you know, because it's important. Yes. Because from that, from, from someone hearing that they're amazing at a young age like that, yes, that's, what's going to give them the confidence to stand up to a room of people who disagree with them. That's yes. what's going to give them the confidence to follow their gut every single time they hear the word no yeah. with the story they're trying to create. That's where it comes from. It starts there, you know? It does. So it starts. For me, it's like, you know, the battles that we face growing up, you know, these are the victories that we have to bring to the next generation of kids, you know? And so there's definitely, for me, has been has been the confidence thing, which is normal. We all have weaknesses sure. as humans, you know? Sure, of course. And there's people that, you know, like, you know, that's how, and the, but that's, that's how it is. So it's a heavy question. Sean, you're going to ask me heavy questions. You're going to get heavy answers, man. No, that's what I want, man. I want your heavy answer. <laughs> I want your passion to come out, man, because that's, that's, 
That's why I have you here, man, because you're like, you're, you're on fire, and I like it. I like it. That's what I want. It's good. No, I love these questions. These are great questions. You know, this is the kind of stuff I vibe on, you know? This, this, I like, I enjoy having intelligent conversations with other smart, creative people. That's why I started this show. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, consider yourself in good company. Um, okay. I, heard of, I heard of somebody say, this is, have you heard this? This is a funny, just a silly thing, because uh, you talk about your teeth. You know, I heard somebody say, ignore your teeth and they'll go away. <laughs> Literally. Like, I'm a living that sentence out. I am living it. I love it. I love that. I, I'm going to have to take that. I'm going to have to put it on my Twitter or something. That's a great quote. Love it's, that line. it's great. You, you know, gonna, what? I'll give credit. And I don't know if this is originally his, but I do remember who first said it. And I just thought it was so funny. And I just thought it, it was just something silly. Um, uh, Jeff McBride uh, who who likes you a lot? Who wanted me to oh. say hello to you? Uh, by the way, he's a big fan of your work as well. I think legend, yeah. freaking legend. His brother Clay McBride, who's a freaking legend photographer, he said something once. He made a post about that, and I just I was like laughing for days because at face value I didn't quite get it, but then I was just <laughs> like, this is actually really funny. It's like, anyway, ignore ignore anything. It's great. It's great. Right? Ignore <laughs> ignore anything, and it'll go away. Anything. That's it. Yeah, you so, nailed it. Uh, you pay know. attention to those True. things that you want to keep, like yeah. your, your like your dignity, like your teeth, like <laughs> like your um, you yes. know, like the confidence. Don't ignore yeah. confidence. Yeah. That's what we're talking about here. Um, tell us about something that you recently made. Now I know that's an easy one for you, and you probably yeah. you may even have something just sitting around on your desk, maybe that you recently made. Do you want to see a video really quick of something sure. I recently made that I'm super passionate about? Let's um, do it. Check this out. Let's do it on. So so cool, guys. So good. Dude. Man. <laughs> come on. And then, come on. Come on. days for 43 seconds <laughs> no i that would take me like seven and a half years to wrap my head around that oh man but this is the stuff i'm super excited about right now in my life yes. you know part of the blessing of this whole pandemic has been it's really pushed me out of my comfort zone um uh this video i made it like a week ago and uh i'm working on some fun new projects that i can't talk about yet but that hopefully will come out in the fall and uh this is kind of part of it a little bit i'm like teasing it and but dude like i just i'm excited because that that hits over seven hundred thousand views on facebook that i've never had a video do that in my life you know well, everything has always been so it's been real exciting to uh to do that you know so um but yeah so that's what i've been building is robots that i'm not even in the picture so it's yeah. just the robot does everything <laughs> It's just another character in your show, yeah. basically, right? Exactly, yeah. It's, it's, its own, it, it's its own character. It's this cardboard 
nonchalant, like really catch you off guard, like set your expectations really low. Yes. Like, like, you know, within the first, you know, people make impressions within the first five seconds. Yes. And you know, like if, if somebody doesn't know your work and they see that, like they turn around, they go, ah, yeah, that's okay for the kids. And then it's like doing a friggin' matrix. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, taking, you nailed it. it's you like nailed taking it. Eric, the... you know, Eric Chen and Shin Lim's yes. job away. It's like, <laughs> little cute little robot it's like but boom and you got assemblies and backfires and jumbo coins and it's like no stop it so oh man yeah so like it, it's it was fun man it was fun and like i have a cup so that robot i have a couple videos of him uh doing different Soft. routines so the idea for me creatively is like i have this robot and it has a lot of limitations but what can i what magic can i create within those limitations you know yes. so it's been really fun um, testing that out and uh, yeah yeah so that's Automabot that's oh, Automabot my wife oh, jokingly named it once and I was like wow then that's what we're calling it Automabot. I think that's perfect I think yeah, it's little Automabot <laughs> it's, it's the it's the modern day miracle accessible you know catch you off guard kind of stuff I, I love it I love it because it accomplishes a lot you know as a magician it catches people off guard yeah. Uh, right off the bat, and then it combine it, it incorporates your skills and your passion, which I which yeah. I love too, and yeah, and it, it's it's just really visual. So, dude, that's that's oh, incredible. Thanks, man. Thanks so much. Incredible. Um, let me see. Can I share with you something that I made recently? Yes, please. Okay. Uh, recently, I mean, well, this actually isn't recently. Well, actually, yeah. What is it, that? This, okay, you um, have to get something else. Get something else. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have, I have this thing that I made here. There we go. I actually use this in my show. Blackstone, yeah. Yeah. So it's a it's a thing I designed, three uh, D designed, and I printed it out and I made Beautiful. I made it, you know added some multimedia to it to to turn it into you know like a tribute piece. I and love it. Then what I did was mm -hmm. I. I said, you know, instead of just me hanging this on the wall, what can I do to, you know, incorporate uh, this into my show? So I, I started setting it up on just like leaning it up against something. And then I was like, this needs a better solution. So I custom designed a, um, a stand for it. Nice. So oh, it's beautiful. That, that uh, just, you know, has a little piece that connects this because I got tired of the silly thing falling over. <laughs> and it, you know, it's such a nice piece, and I didn't want it to get damaged. There you go. So it beautiful. Like, wow, all three D designed, all three D printed. Great. Yep. And it just sits right in there, and it's beautiful. boom. And it's like a frame piece breaks down for travel. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just a little. So something. what program did you use? Did you use Tinkercad or something? Um, I use Tinkercad for some things. I use Fusion for other things. Nice. Um, some of my more elaborate design projects I yeah. use Fusion and uh, that's yeah, amazing, I, dude. that's like my forte. I'm not good at everything, but that's like the one thing I really nailed down. Like the three, I love 3D design and I love 3D printing. I love that's it. Awesome, dude. Love awesome. it. So um, yeah. So what um, what would you say? Speak, speaking of you know different techniques and things, what would you say? Um, what maker techniques are, are your favorite or, or you consider yourself the best at that you like to do the um, most? I love, uh, 
I mean, I love servo motors a ton, you know, because yeah. they're super cheap, they're accessible, you can do so much with them. Yeah. I love microcontrollers so much. Like like I said, Arduino, you know, they, they, they're one of those life-changing moments for me when I first started lo learning how to program. And <sighs> and uh, it was very frustrating, you know, when I first started, because it was not, it was like early on where like there was no community to like bounce, <laughs> you know, like there was right. no forums. I remember dreaming at night of like broken code and the color red on numbers <laughs> and letters, like nothing's compiling, you know? Nothing. But you know, it's like I said with Bear learning the Rubik's Cube, it's like that was my mountain, you know? And then uh, it took a couple years, but but when you when you really love something, you know, you and, and you're having fun and you have this goal that you can clearly see, you know, yes. it's a powerful thing, man. You know, it's a power, just like you with 3D designing stuff. Like you have specific goals and you see the fruit of your labor, like yeah. your Blackstone piece, you know, when Visually. you hold that and you take it apart, you made that, you know, from your brain, you know, it's powerful, you know, it's um, that's, that's, that's what I'm trying to do with kids. You know, it's the same thing because this stuff is accessible. Tinkercad's free. If you have it's an free. internet and a computer. You know, uh, 3D printers, you can get them for like $200 now, you know, if you, you can if you search, you know, so you can yeah, definitely. So for me, definitely 3D, 3D printing, like that's what I do, like during my lectures is like, you know, 3D design, 3D print and then animate what you print. You know, these are powerful superhero tools that can change, nice. your, change your game, whatever medium you're in. You know, even if you're a floral designer, you could add window displays, you know, you can do so mm -hmm. much, you know. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's all, all empowering stuff. It's all very um, customizable. And yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's great. It's great. Okay, okay. So um, yeah, clearly you're you're good at servos and programming. Judging by that bot, just <laughs> blowing minds. He's got a mind of his own. That robot. Uh, yeah, um, and. Just, oh, th that robot does other things as well, right? It's like the yeah, same robot. Yeah, yeah, I have other videos. Um, uh, I could show you if you want. If not, you could see them on my Facebook page, amariothemagician.com. There's, I, I like, I, I'm just, I'm liking this vibe where I'm like, I'm, I like the limitations and trying to see what I can use within those limitations instead of changing the robot or building a new one. It's been mm. a fun challenge for me, you know? Yes, yes. And and um, are there any like maker techniques or things that you're excited about excited about learning now, like just in in the future, like you got your mind set on? Yeah, um, I think, you know, I, I got my first book published. It's like a really big deal for me. And and I'm hoping to write a second book, you know, and I I have, you know, like the Penguin Lecture has been a powerful experience for me, like showcasing mm. all the robotics on my theater show, you know, mm. stage show. And uh, mm -hmm. but, yeah, I definitely want to create more. I'm just I'm just having fun building stuff. You know, I got all kinds of crazy things always, you know, coming, trying to deliver things to me. What are you doing there? Magic wand delivery service. Here we go. Here we go. Catch it. There we go. Got it. OK, fantastic. Got the sloth bot, dude. <laughs> sloth bot, that's right. Um, uh, but yeah, I think it's just about, speaking of Rocco, I heard that Rocco said this once, and I don't know, because I have to ask him, but okay. apparently Rocco said, when you're green, you grow, and when you're ripe, you rot. And I love that line yes. so much. Yes. And if there's anything we've learned during this pandemic is how to stay green, like jumping onto Zoom, doing these kind of things that you're doing here, where we're creating, you're creating new podcasts, you know, I want to just stay green, you know? <laughs> <laughs> he he did say that he he also has another one that he says um uh winners never quit and quitters never win he says that all the time 
Love and it. Rocco, Rocco. Rocco, Rocco. <laughs> he's like. He's no joke. He is he's, no joke. He's in the ring and, and still punching and still fighting. And uh, he's uh, very inspiring on many levels. He's one of those grand master kind of legend types. Yeah, uh, he's that a we great example of like what you can achieve in this art form, you know? I mean, he's so creative. Yeah, definitely. It's just like took a jacket apart and it's kind of like how much stuff can I do with one jacket? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's what I'm talking Exactly, like the limitations. Like that jacket is so limited to normal people, but he was like, no, I'm going to use this. And use everything. And innovate. You know? Everything um, in the jacket. I'm going to like occupy everything, right? Well, that's, you know, yeah. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Yeah, and then, and then you with the cardboard, it's like, okay, I've got cardboard. How, how much of this cardboard can I use? Not, and rather than focusing on, oh, it's cardboard, I need better materials. No, you're, you're the other way around. That's what I think is so cool about that mindset. No, totally, man, totally. And, and that's, you know, it, that's what it's about. That's what it's about. And if we, can, if we can teach kids that, that's powerful, man, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It, okay, now is there something, we talked about like the very beginning with the floral design, is there something, um, let's say, think back to something that you made for your show, like when you had an early version of your show, is there something that you would consider uh, a favorite thing that you made during the early version of Mario the Maker that you can yeah, think so of? I, yeah, I won't... So in my Penguin lecture, if you haven't seen it, you know, Penguin Live, go to penguinmagic.com. You'll check it out. Um, uh, the opening of my show is I have these uh, banners that appear, signs mm. that say Mario the Magician, world's greatest magician, you know, flags that come up, and then everything falls apart, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was like, that was like my first intro to incorporating the love of robotics into my magic show. And uh, I was inspired by the great Kaplan, you know? Oh yes, yes. Talk about people that like, Ah, I love so much yes. like everything he does talk about timing and like just everything yes. like he's like I'm so jealous of you Dave, the great Kaplan because he doesn't speak you know but like That's all right. this magic happens and uh but anyway that he has a his one of his opening effects is like a banner that opens and then as he speaks later on the banner like side you know it, it, it kind of falls a little to the side Yep. That, when I saw that moment, I, my mind exploded. I was like, that is a kid's slapstick genius routine. So I just kind of like got inspired by that. And then I just made my own version where it just fit my style. But originally, you know, that's who inspired me. And in my Penguin lecture, you'll see the whole thing. I'll show you the inside of my case and all that. Uh -huh. But it was, a, it was a great feeling, man. Like when it finally started working. Yeah, um, yeah. To do something where you make people laugh and, 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 and they get inspired and it's something you created, you know? Like that's sure. crazy, you know? Yes, yeah, just, yeah. just came out of your mind and you just piece it together, yeah. yeah. I remember um, the, fir the first thing that I officially created with the design and 3D printing skills. I remember it used a uh, uh, Creality CR10. Uh, uh -huh. That was my first 3D printer. And, nice. and so, interesting story. You know Mike Michaels? Yeah. Mike Michaels is an amazing builder in oh, the magic yeah. community. He builds, he, he seems to more focus on like really, really big stuff, big, big, yes. big stuff for the stage that is just amazing. You know, each one is its own art piece. Um, he, many, many years ago, heard that I was working on an act uh, involving time, like time, time manipulation, time travel. And I had made a very basic, crappy, 
like out of foam and like pasting stickers on like these pocket watches. It was just really, and like uh, Gorilla Tape. It was just really yeah, bad. Yeah. It was so bad. It looked nothing <laughs> like a pocket watch. I showed it to him and he made me um, an amazing version out of, out of wood. It was like all CNC'd and painted and it's like a really pro nice version. And he, he said, you know, he offered to, I came out there, he said, you know, you could do like a little intern with me and you can help uh, build the, the inner electronic parts that make things light up. And that just blew my mind. That's amazing. Um, and then, so when I got back home from that trip, what inspired me was I had these things for a while and I was like, shoot, what's going to happen? You know, because this was a one of a kind thing that he made for me. What's going to happen if I drop it, which I'm eventually going to drop it. Right. You know, the paint chips off or what, what if the thing breaks inside the mechanism that he, you know, I helped and he showed me how to make. So I was like, I need to make backups of these, but I don't have a CNC machine. I know nothing about woodworking and I, I'm too impatient to paint something. <laughs> So I was like, let me take this thing that he made and let me teach myself how to do this 3D design. And I made my own total 3D design replica of what he originally made me in wood. And I made my first backups that were 3D designed, 3D printed, and they reside in a little box just over off to the side here as an emergency. Like if all else fails, yeah. I could just crack that box open and I got my backups. And that's how my journey into all that began and oh, I've just I been designing it, designing and 3D printing ever since and now I'm doing you know custom designs for like not only magicians but like product designs for you yeah. know people who are dreaming these ideas in their heads and then just need help getting them out so amazing. that's kind of and I I've it. yeah yeah so um what it, oh here's a here's a good one here's a good one what is the biggest in your experience just over the whole time you've been doing this what's your biggest diy fail of all time that you can uh, remember but again all these things aren't even fails right they're supposed to be learning experiences but you know yeah, like yeah. a big catastrophe that happened um, uh, i don't know that's a good question i've had many diy fails <laughs> i'm I mean, sure you have i always say like most of this stuff like that i perform with like they like I spend more time like repairing them than than performing with them, you know, so but yeah, I mean, I've had times where things don't work, you know, I remember specific times, you know, I was talking to, uh, you know, I always say this story, but like where I've done gala shows at conventions where like I plug in my little lamp and it just does not turn on. Oh, like, that's brutal. You know, like, yeah. And like the lights are burning on me, like the audience is waiting. Yeah. But over the years, you learn like you. I have backups, you know, I don't have the same lamp, but I'll do a different routine, you know, yeah. and sometimes I'll have to do something that's just a classic, like, like I'll have to grab rings and do like a Whit Hayden four ring routine <laughs> or like grab like, I don't know, just something. But yeah, I mean, that's part of the fun, you know, that's part of the fun. I've had, I have robots here that for my Zoom show, like this little guy's called um, um, the Hungry Hungry Monster and uh, he's cool, like he finds a card, his mouth opens up, his eyes pop open. But sometimes the relay gets stuck, you know, Oops. like on Zoom. I fixed it now. I had to put a diode in because something was overriding. But long story short, I'm lit it has a card fountain. I was literally using my thumb as a card fountain, oh. like shooting <laughs> cards out to get um, to get it done. But dude, isn't that what's amazing about live theater? You know, when you see Broadway shows and live productions, you watch watching how people get through their mistakes. 
is what defines a great performer, you know? Yes, and, and sometimes I would argue that the, the way that the performer gets through the mistake is oftentimes more entertaining than the actual finale. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know? true, yeah, it's true. Because it's like, you know, you said you had to use your thumb, so everybody's like waiting, and then you just go, eh, yeah. and then you just start. It's like, here, let's just do the card found here it is. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 yeah, because it's like when people start, they, they, let, they let that just, they just get run over by it. They go, wait, guys, we got to stop. I got to fix this. So everybody's going to yeah. wait now, right? Like everybody has right. that time yeah. for you to get out the soldering iron and fix it. No, no, you, you figure a workaround. Um, I had something, this was just something that happened last year. Um, I was supposed to film this for Masters of Illusion. I have something that you'll be seeing this season of Masters nice. of Illusion. Thankfully, uh, it uses electronics. I nice. took it all the way out there. I, I thought I had all my checks and things run. It worked like up until the day before I brought it there. Um, two hours before I was supposed to go on scheduled that day, I started testing. The thing broke. The oh, stupid man. thing broke. And it was, you know, I was all stoked. They wanted to see it. I couldn't do it. And I had to just say, look, guys, I don't want to waste your time. This thing is broken. I'm going to try for the next two hours to fix it. Yeah. I couldn't fix it. Oh, um, man. It and what happened, it, it was one simple thing. It was one simple little stupid wire that had a kink <laughs> in it. And the wires were too thin. They were just yeah. way too thin. And, yeah, it happens. And, you know, it's just one little broken wire that I couldn't even see messed the whole thing up. So when I got back, I rebuilt everything with much more, you know, I learned about durability and making your yeah. props durable. and. And yeah. can you believe, can you believe, Mario, I went all the way out there without a repair kit? Ooh. Yep. So that was stupid well, this mistake. This is how you learn. This is how you learn. Stupid you know? mistake number two. And now I have, a, I have you know, portable soldering iron, all that stuff. I, I learned from my dumb mistake. So, yeah, oh, man, your lamp thing is so cool. And for that just not to work, that must be so frustrating. Yeah, it's devastating, but I mean, it happens, you because know. Because that's like a, a feature routine in your show, right? I know. I know. I mean, honestly, I've had Marcel break a lot more because <laughs> Marcel, the monk, I have this robot monkey, but he's very animated. So, like, yes. One time I was in, um, where was I? In the Twin Cities. I did a show a year and a half ago, and Marcel went to pick up the ball, and then he fell, like, forward flip. Oof mashed on his shoulder and his whole arm was gone like just broken off just shattered and I was like, no! we're like in the middle of tour like you know oh, no. and i have no 3d printer you know um to print this part but anyway long story short there's this amazing crew of magicians in the twin cities uh eagle one of the one of the magicians eagle this guy dude amazing magician he went into this university and 3D printed my part for me within half a day wow. and then delivered it to me at a Starbucks. Wow. And I was on the road, you know. But since then, I've learned. It's like I now I have multiple 3D printed parts in Ziploc bags, you know, for instances like that. But yeah, yes. it sucked, man. When it happened, I was full panic. You know how it is. I'm sure you were too at Masters of Illusion. You're just like, no. It's a, it's a yeah national TV show. Here I am. I don't have a backup. I don't have a way to repair it. Um, and yeah, I remember uh, well, after I got back from that trip, I got my first gray hair on my head. <laughs> That's how stressed out. I, I mean, I never I get gr 
Yeah, I never get gray hairs, but it literally gave me a gray hair. It, oh, I was right. like so, yeah. I was so messed up. Yeah, that just, I was like, I thought I had it. And then electronics are very unforgiving when they break. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just like I it mean, works or it doesn't. I, I know, I learn it all the time. I learn it all the time. <laughs> Definitely. So, okay. Well, that, that's a, yeah, Marcel the monkey just coming to a crash and just kind of like, <laughs> I, uh, what is it? I had, I had something crash. Actually, I had a Pyrex bowl I was using in the kitchen and I, I'm a big fan of Pyrex. You know, I like, yeah. I prefer to use that over plastic and I was washing it and then en route from my sink to the shelf, it just slipped out of my hand and it was like, it only dropped like three feet, but it, you know, oh. fell in slow motion. You saw the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And glass breaking is just not fun. So yeah, uh, that's why I like plastic. <laughs> a big fan of plastic. Um, is there anything that you have ever created or an idea? Uh, it just like you had a happy accident. You created it by accident and then it just turned out to be like this amazing fixture in your show. Yeah, that's a great question too. Um, yeah, I think that's like one of my favorite parts about, you know, inventing stuff and creating and tinkering. I think it was Thomas Edison who said, all you need to invent, if you ever want to be an inventor, he said, all you need is a pile of junk and a great imagination, you know? And like, you just don't know what'll happen, you know? Yeah. So for me, I definitely like, I'm in this phase right now where like with these robots, like with Atom with Automobot, like, like all that matrix stuff a lot of yeah. it was experimental too it was so like cool. how do i get the jumbo coin on the mat you know like there were so many ways to do it but like what's the right way and then like the ending with the mouth like his mouth opens there's a coin that yes, was a yes. that came in last minute you know um these yeah. kind of moments i live for and i remember videoing that take when i did it and i rewatched and i was like oh my gosh this is it That's i could the feel it in my bones like there's like an attitude with Automobot. His arms are out like this and he's like, what's up? You know, like I was just like, whoa, you know? So those yeah. are the moments I live for, you know, these accidental things like that all came organically, you know, all day I was, pr I was programming and videoing and uh, that little mouth thing was that little kicker I needed. And once I accidentally stumbled on it, um, uh, you feel it, you know how you, it is, Sean, you feel it. You know? Yeah, I, to I totally felt it like, um, because it's one of those un it's one of those unexpected like clown gags. It's like um, <laughs> it's like it's like uh, the, the one thing that like pushes it over the edge that that puts the puts yes. the bow that wraps the bow on the whole thing, because yes. it's it's one thing you know to do the the effect, but then it's like the one little thing that just surprises. It's one last little surprise that make, yeah. makes everybody laugh and puts a smile on their face. Uh, because it did with me. I was just like, oh, it kind of like, oh, and it was like a one little, you know, boop. So, yeah, yeah. I love well, that's those. what you were talking about earlier was like, you're paying attention to details, you know? Like, that's what it, you know, and I'm trying to do that too. It's like, I really want to pay attention to these small details. You know? Very small, but extremely important. Yes. Like, I think, I, I, I think that your video would have gotten lots of views. But I think almost that bookend thing is like the one thing that just makes people so giddy with joy after watching it. They're like, I gotta share this thing. This is just so yeah, cute. Yeah, yeah. You know, because it's, it's so cute. Weird, like what the science is for that stuff. You just don't know. It's like, it's crazy. It's crazy. Cause like, you don't intend to make a video 
to like, oh, this I'm making a video and it's gonna get a lot of views. Like, you know, it never works. You know, it's like, and look, right. that is my sixth robot video that I've done. You know, so like I've been experimenting over, and and each robot video out of those six, they take days to make, and I'm making it literally just for a, a 40 second experience, and then I'm taking I get it apart using the same motors for the next project. You know. Oh. Oh, oh, that's yeah. interesting. So wait a yeah. minute. So, so, so the same, the, the robot's doing different effects. I guess you, but it still has the same hands, right? No, no, no. Automobot is the last robot from those six where I didn't, it was like number five. I was like, I was about to take them apart and okay. my heart crushed. Like I'm looking at this robot and I'm like, I can't oh. do this. Oh. I have to order more motors and use him for another trick, you know? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> But everything else, like I have. So, so we've talked about your accidents. We've we've kind of got introduced to Mario through his story with the, just the humble beginnings as uh, just designing these floral arrangements. Um, what what it, was that? What inspired you to be a maker, or was it was it really your mom? Let's talk about that for a second because we don't want to ignore the importance of a mom and a mom's input. Yeah. No. I think you know. I think. You know, I think with my mom just getting drawing, I don't know why it's such a, when I told my mom that story, she's like, oh yeah, we, she, she didn't think much of it. It was more just like some activity that we did, but it was a sacred okay. time for her too. You know, it was a special, but yeah, I think it's a mixture of everything. I think at the end of the day, we're all breathing and alive and we have right. a story to tell, you know? And I really believe that like our life's journey is like discovering what our story is, you know, and the way that we discover who we are and why we're here is by chasing after the things that feel the deepest in our gut, things that we love so much. Maybe it's a song or maybe it's a maybe it's something you read like or maybe it's right. a person you meet. But like there's something there like and that's and that's been the journey for me. Like I, I, I accidentally fell into flowers, but I fell deeply in love with floral design. I wanted to learn how to design every kind of arrangement, you know? And that and like and, and, and playing music, you know, playing in a band. Same thing. Like there's certain style of music that really at the core like uh, gave me purpose and gave me identity and community. And from that style of music, you know, I fell into different art that I love and it's reflected in my show today, yep, years later. Like totally. this is you know, this is not just some crazy looking robot. This is my love for Ed Roth, Big Daddy, Rat Fink. This is my love for hot rod culture. This is my love for punk rock music. You know, like all this stuff coincides with my story kind of thing. And and that's what I try to tell kids when I do lectures and stuff too. It's just like, if you're, you know, you have to have fun. Like the things that you're most excited about is when right. you're gonna learn the most, you know? And, uh, and so, yeah. I think it's about chasing the excitement and uh, and staying authentic, you know. So yeah, it's basically like find find your passion, follow your passion, chase that, and just like you, you know, you've you've taken all of these different things and you've combined them into one thing that you love. It's you have the the making aspect, you have the punk rock music, and you combine it into one. Uh, amazing product and I think you know from a from a marketing standpoint I think it's genius you know because it's not just the the Mario magic show it's not just a magic show it's the it's the punk rock magic show it's punk rock magic party and uh, you know on one hand that might alienate a certain percentage of people but then on the other hand the people that have found you the people that have fit into that 
niche market, man, they're just like, they're so happy that they found you. So like what I'm getting out of all of this is that your mother was okay with all the stuff that was going on. She allowed you to develop these other aspects of yourself and to help you become who you are today. Am I correct with saying that? Yeah, like there's core principles of everything that we do, you know, like when you see a chaotic piece of robot, like for me, it looks messy and crazy, but all the bits in this robot in my Zoom show are core principles of ventriloquism, bits that are classic and timeless that are, you know, that are guaranteed to work in every situation. So, so that's how everything is masked for me when I create, you know, it looks chaotic, but I'm always following these core principles. And it's same with my mom, you know, like, you know, these core principles of truth, you know, I, I, a big part of life, you know, why we become magicians, performers, entertainers is to connect, you know, like yeah. that's the most important thing. Like, you know, when I talk about my Zoom lecture for magicians and stuff, I, I talk about three things, appreciation, positive interaction, and then comes your performance, you know, like that appreciation in the beginning of your Zoom experience is so vital. Like we crave appreciation, you know, it doesn't matter how young or old you are, you know, and these are those core principles of truth I'm talking about. You have to understand these things if you want to connect with people, you know, yeah. because there's all kinds of people in the world. They're all different, you know. And when you go at it with a grateful heart, like when you're, you know, you're going to connect more. And then when you connect more and you have an, a story to tell and you have a song to sing, they're going to hear it more, you know? Mm -hmm. And if they hear it more, you're going to have a greater experience. They're going to have a greater experience. Yep. And who is it? Like, I always hear that with magic. It's like, they don't remember what they saw. They don't remember what they heard, but they remember what they felt. Felt. You know? the emotion. And, uh, and, and, yeah. and that's, that's what my mom taught me, you know? She taught me about you know, that the importance of these core principles of how to connect, you know? I just wanted to put this out there because this is, this happens all the time. You have people with parents that shut them or shut their dreams down. They shut their passions down. But if you're like me and Mario and you're lucky, we had a, a mother that supported our passions. And now look what became of it. You know, we have Mario, the maker magician. He wouldn't have been the way that he is right now if it wasn't for the support of his mother and if it wasn't for his mom allowing him to grow into that person. It's the same with me and same with my career. You know, lots of times I, I had people telling me, you know, figure it out yourself. Just do it yourself, right? But uh, it's nice to have that support and backup from the mom. Okay, yeah, so is there any particular person that you would look up to in the makerspace or the creative space that you can think of off the top of your head? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I look up to, I, you know, there's, there's performers that I look up to, you know, there's artists that I look up to. I, you know, I, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a great question. I mean, I look up to people like David Williamson, you know, and, 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 and Kaplan, the great Kaplan. And mm -hmm. like, I, I look up to these people, Charlie Fry, you know, like, you know, we all are looking up to them, you know, because, uh, you know, these are the, th these are the people at the top of our field, David Blaine, you know, like David Blaine changed my life, I you know, like he, yeah. like he, you know, and, and like, like we, you know, like just, he's given my family so much, you know, and uh, these kind of people sure. you just don't forget, you know, the best thing you do is that you just send positive vibes and whatever you can, you know, uh, but yeah, these kind of people like, you know, working with David was a life changing experience, watching 
Not you know, bad. watching behind the scenes and how much work goes into things. <laughs> like that's the other thing I forgot to mention. It's like, yeah, chase what's exciting you, but do the work. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's... you gotta do the work. It's hard. Like right now, when I'm done with this, when I'm done talking here, like I have a whole pile of mess downstairs <laughs> with this robot that I'm working on a new routine, and it sucks. You know, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. Anywhere with it. But let me tell you something. I was in the same spot this time last week with that coin robot. And I'm so happy that I didn't give up. You would hear this frustration in my voice. Like I didn't want to do it anymore because it was not working, you know, but I'm just saying like, there's that thing that certain people that we look up to that they have that thing where they just mm. don't give up, you know? Like, yeah. And yeah. the more that you surround yourself around people like that, like gold that's you money is not even worth that like it's it's priceless so be around people that like that push you to be a better version of yourself you know yeah because you can have all that money and a lot of people say oh if i only had all this money just plopped you in my lap then i could do x y and z but it's really not the money because that money is going to go everybody fast. says and if you don't have that persistence and that drive you won't even be able to get it back Willing to bet that these these robots uh, don't cost thousands of dollars. They're probably very uh, cost effective to make, right? And and it's just proof that it's not the the piano that makes the musician. It's not the paintbrushes that make the painter. It's the artist. It's the person inside. It's what they do with those tools, and that's what you're just really great at. And yeah, I mean that's the so. one thing when I do lectures, I always say like you know, don't go, you know, I, I, I love the dealer's room, but like, it's a curse, you know, there's not <laughs> yeah. going to be a trick that you're going to buy. That's going to change your career. It's never, true, it's, true. Ne it's never going to be, you know, it's like, true. It's, just, it's a painful realization. So that, true. You know, we chase after these things, but the truth is, it's like, if you really want something, you have to really, you gotta, you gotta work till you don't want to work anymore. And yep. you gotta work way past the time where you, you know, where you're supposed to rest, you know, <laughs> like, so, yeah. But, but that's part of the game and that's part of the excitement and that's what I try to teach my kids. Uh, any resources that people can learn more uh, about this type of making techniques like uh, servos, like what you're good at, if there are any resources that you'd like to recommend that you want to share with us? And I, oh yeah, and I even think you have a book or something. You mentioned a yeah, book, book, right? As well. Yeah, yeah, so I'll give you a couple links. If you really are interested in making, you know, you can check out makershed.com. That's on, you know, check out makershed.com. They have a ton of resources there. Go, if you go to mariothemagician.com, I have a whole um, uh, pick place where I just handpick my favorite 3D printers, my favorite kits for all age kids, whatever ages they're in, um, nice. of how to get into making and programming and tech. And also, if you really want to get into programming and magic, the Chomperbot is a really fun way to do it. This is a this a lot of work went into this simple kit, but with all kinds of amazing stuff where you can build it, you get the reward of it coming to life, and you get to perform a magic trick with it. So that's on my website, so cool. MarioTheMagician.com or Makershed.com. You'll see the Chomperbot kit and my book, The Maker Magician's Handbook, which um, uh, you'll find at both places too. And I hope to see you guys on Facebook. And Instagram, Mario the Magician, please keep in touch. And do you do uh, YouTube stuff? Um, uh, yeah, we, we have some. Yeah, basically Instagram, Facebook is what we have fun. Okay. And we're just tabbing into TikTok, too. So if anyone TikTok. wants to duet any of my robots, you're on like Donkey Kong. I'll see you on <laughs> <Okay>. TikTok. <laughs>
This was just an amazing opportunity to have a chance to interview you. Mario, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy days and busy nights and many, many nights onto the next night and onto the next morning, creating and making. Uh, it's just been a blast having you. Thanks so much for having me, Sean Jay. I'm a huge fan of yours. I love seeing you on television. I love the stuff you. you create. Thanks for Thank having you. me. We hope to see you in the next one. I hope you guys leave here feeling inspired and amused and amazed and just uh, ready to go out and make something fun, make something exciting. So uh, thanks again for joining us. I hope to see you in the next episode. Again, this is Sean Jay with Making Magic, my first episode because we got the number one right here, Mario the Maker Magician. I'm Sean Jay, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks. Okay. Pause right there. I have to turn off something that's on the stove. I can put it on the stove. <laughs> this I'm gonna be part of the show. Oh, this I'm gonna edit. Totally be part of the show. Oh. Sean, go get that thing off the stove. <laughs> Hold on. I gotta turn it off. <laughs> Cause there, I'll just turn it off. Okay. That's dangerous. Call back. I'm setting a great oh, example. Pizza, pasta. Now I'm. Um, I don't know. I had I had something in a pan. I was trying. I was trying to like heat up my dinner at the same time I was doing this interview. I'm kind of out of schedule totally today. Totally in the show. This should totally. You gotta edit this in. Oh, I will edit it in, especially so the. Burm, burm. I like that. That's great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. First episode. I love it. <laughs>